You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the 12th episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by uh, Western League Bulletin author and, of course, the author of the, non- of the Western League section in the non-league paper is Tom Hiscott. Uh, good afternoon, Tom. Very busy uh, weekend we've had in the um, Toolstation Western League. We're going to be looking back at the fixtures on the 25th uh, of February, but uh, d- did you have a good weekend? Yeah, not too bad at all, yeah. I didn't manage to get out to any of the games this week, but uh, uh, not not too bad as, as weekends go, yeah. Yourself? Good. Well, we had a Knockholds family outing. Excellent. And, um, yeah, we all went down to Oakfields at Melksham. I um, had my mm-hmm. mum and dad up and uh, took my wife and uh, and my two girls, Betty and uh, Juliet. And, uh, yeah, we had a lovely, uh, lovely uh, afternoon in the Sky Bar. Very nice surroundings, lovely facilities. Um, shame the football on the pitch wasn't quite mm-hmm. up to um, up to the surroundings. But, uh, no, a very, very pleasant family day out. We also went some, with some friends, um, Jade and Chris, from the uh, from the King's Arms in uh, in Melksham as well. So it was a, it was a very convivial atmosphere. But as I say, the um, well, actually, it was it was rather nice that we were inside because the weather's not been too great this weekend, no. which might be the reason why some of the crowds were a little bit uh, a little bit down. Um, but um, anyway, we'll get into we'll get into business as usual, and um, we'll start off in the Premier Division, and we'll start off with a game at Bitten. Buckland Athletic were the visitors, and of course, they'd had the disappointment of the FA Vars exit, and we wondered last week how they were going to react. Yeah, and they did well. They uh, they came through a tough fixture against Button, who were fighting for their lives at the bottom. And Buckland uh, managed to score twice in the second half through Jared Lewington and Charlie Johansson uh, to build a two-goal lead uh, with Kyle Ford's late goal for Bitten, uh, proving not to be quite enough uh, with Buckland holding on for the three points. Well, if it was a surprise that that game was so close, then um, what a surprise the next game is. Helen, the visitors to Bridport, and we talk about Helen every week. We we were looking for the green shoots of recovery, and they've they've sprung again. They have. Uh, they're off the bottom of the table for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, they were 2-0 down at Bridport, and it probably felt like it would be another another loss uh, before they, they fought back with Ben Wilshire scoring a free kick just before the hour mark to, to give them life. And then Bridport were reduced to 10 men when Matthew Condlick was sent off. And soon after that, Wilshire scored his second from a free kick again. So a bit of a set-piece wizard. Uh, that, that made it 2 all. And uh, Hallam managed to push on the Bristol side, gaining all three points in the 3-2 win, thanks to uh, Aaron Anglin's goal three minutes in time. Well, business as usual um, for Bristol Manor Farm at home, but it was a bit closer than perhaps um, perhaps uh, their recent score lines would suggest. Yeah, they needed a late goal to uh, to get past Gillingham. Uh, 2-1 they won. Uh, Dean Stamp gave them the lead before Gillingham equalised for Ashley Clark. Uh, but Manor Farm managed to, managed to push on and get the three points, which keeps their lead at 11 points at the top of the table, uh, with Pete Shepherd scoring six minutes after the, the equaliser. Very impressive scoreline at Cadbury Heath, but uh, all credit must go to the visitors. Indeed, and the visitors' striker Lee Pittman uh, scoring four for Well City in their 5-1 win, uh, overturning a 5-2, uh, avenging sorry, a 5-2 defeat against the same opposition earlier in the season. Uh, quite, quite the result for Wells. Five-one, as I say. Pittman scoring four, and uh, Ryan Pledger heading home late. Uh, late fifth. I'm sure the listeners have uh, have worked out by now that this is something of a weekend for the away side, and certainly mm. that was how it continued at Chipping Sudbury Town, where the visitors were the high-flying street. Yeah, and another another top team to claim three points. Two-nil uh, win. Uh, Josh Bennett and Ben Amgar helping them and to come over. Two-nil win over Chipping Sudbury Town. 
and uh, Bradford Town in good form. They were away, if that gives you a hint of the outcome of this game, mm-hmm. and to Clevedon Town. Yeah, they maintained fifth place in the table thanks to a 3-1 win, and it was a pretty com- comfortable win, really. Uh, they were 3-0 up at half-time with Mark Hall, Dan Cottle and uh, Laurent Davis-Wilson each scoring goals uh, in the first half before Ryan Gissing scored in second-half injury time for Cleveland, who went down to a, to a 3-1 defeat. Oh, it's something of a rarity in the Premier Division, a home win, and this time it was for Cribs. Yeah, good win, 2-0 over, over or down, uh, sit below them in the table, but... Uh, uh, a 2-0 win uh, goals in either half this time from George King and uh, Darren Edwards helping uh, the Bristol side to a 2-0 win and now to the fixture that I attended at uh, the weekend Melksham Town against High Flying Willen Rovers 305 people at Oakfields all of them in the Sky Bar I think mm-hmm. and um, well it wasn't quite the outcome that Melksham were, were hoping for no, it's still the biggest crowd of the day, but uh, they had to come from behind to grab a point against Willand in a one-all draw. Uh, a top-six battle, so you would have expected a, a, a tough game. And it was Willand who took the lead, as I say, for Angus Wilson, uh, who scored a header. Uh, before Melchon Sam Jordan scored on the cusp of half-time for, for a share of points. Yeah, something fr- um, somewhat frustrating for the uh, from the home fans, I think it would be fair to say. When we heard from Darren Perrin uh, a couple of weeks ago, of course, he was talking about Melksham targeting a top-four finish. Um, I think at that point in time, the opportunity to overhaul Bristol Manor Farm looked, um, looked far away. But um, we, we've talked consistently in recent weeks in the podcast that the top four in both the Premier and the First Division seem to be the pace setters. Um, so Willand in sixth, yes, they were going to be good, but actually they matched their hosts um, all over the pitch it was a very good um, display by Will and I felt uh, in the in the moments I was allowed to watch when I wasn't dealing <laughs> with toddler issues but um, no I thought Will and acquitted themselves um, very well and I think you know it would be it, it is fair to say that Melksham found somewhat frustrated I think the thing is that now Melksham need to focus on next season go again and um, it, you know they've got obviously they've got ambitions with that stadium and with the attendances that they get to play at a higher <laughs> level and I think that uh, it's next season and the momentum that they can build for the remaining games that is going to be uh, important to that but anyway that's my that's my Melksham mouthpiece over for another week mm, and, there we um, go. Yeah, and we move on to um, to Shepton Mallet of course the curse of the podcast striking again Shepton at home to Longwell Green Sports Tom and another away win uh, Longwell Green fourth from bottom and this will be a, a mightily important win for them 3-1 away at Shepton Mallet as I say Kieran Houston firing them into a two goal lead uh, before Tyson Pollard gave Shepton a slight chance late on with a penalty uh, before Roberto de Cerida wrapped up the win for, for Longwell Green. Well, the next fixture, Sherbourne Town against Brislington, is my fixture of the weekend. And, um, mm-hmm. no, and well, I'd, I'd like to call it a nine goal thriller, but really it was a one sided affair, Tom, wasn't it? It was. Uh, it's now Sherbourne who prop up the table in, in place of Halland following this 8 1 defeat, unfortunately, at home to Brislington to another away win. Uh, Sherbourne have now conceded a, a league high 117 goals in their league fixtures this season and it was uh, Brislington's Jane Batchelor who did most of the damage scoring a hat-trick uh, with further goals from Nick L. Plummer Luke Meacham and Otis Wilson um, with somebody, and Alex Lambert sorry, also added a brace and following that impressive victory on Saturday, I was lucky enough to speak to Dave Payne, Brislington's assistant manager. Now, I started off by asking Dave whether they went to Sherbourne expecting a victory of that magnitude. No, not at all really, but um, we were in pretty good form going into the game, uh, scoring four goals in our previous games so I uh, conceded, so we were pretty confident. Uh, and obviously we want to avenge the defeat that we suffered against them at home earlier in the season 
we lost 2-0. So we were going there sort of on a revenge mission and just, you know, for our personal pride as well to uh, get a victory. It was a, it was a game of two halves in which you scored four goals in each. Um, but this is a stupid question to ask. But were you happy with the overall performance of your side? Yeah, we I think for the first half hour, uh, we played really well. We, we conceded a penalty, so it was four and a half time. But we did have the wind, so we were, in the back of our minds, we thought we needed a good lead, you know, because it was a strong wind, because uh, I think it was uh, Hurricane Doris, whatever, hit the country. I mean, it's just a remnant throughout the weekend. And it was very breezy the first half, so it was important, we, you know, we had the wind with us to get, a, to get a lead. And, you know, we said it before the game, if we had the wind, we need two or three at least to give us a platform. And that's what we achieved. So then we went out the second half, hoping to keep it tight and, you know, <laughs> and hopefully get some more, but not, to, you know, to, to fall apart and let them get the same goals what we did the first half. And luckily enough, it uh, came back well for us. Well, I have to say it didn't help. They did have a man sent off, you know, 20 minutes into the second half. So that sort of put tape there, sort of fight back, as it were. Now, I had the pleasure of watching your game against Melksham um, earlier in February. And um, on that on that day, you were second best, as many people have been uh, yeah. in their games against Melksham. But since that game, you've really kicked on. I've been keeping an eye on your results. You haven't conceded until um, Saturday. And uh, you've been scoring You've been scoring pretty freely. So that was something of an aberration, perhaps. To be fair, I think we've got some good players at prison, sir, And I don't think we've gelled very well. We've had a bit of a stop-start sort of season. We were in the Cups in the realm, we had a little run in the FA Cup, and we, we didn't get the league form going, and I think you know, we've had a few players away, some bit injuries, like, like most clubs, but I think we've had a lot of new players joined at the beginning of the season, and it took us quite a long time to gel, but you can really see the lads now being a decent team, where I think, you know, I know it's a, a silly thing maybe to say, but if the season was starting now, I think we'd be in that top four or five, you know, and pushing for the top end the table and that's the plan at the moment really is to finish as high up as we can because we have got a lot of games in hand and just keep this run going yeah you're absolutely right you've played 24 games um, a lot less than um, uh, all of the teams uh, above you um, at the moment you're down in 14th realistically where have you set your sights on finishing this season well, before, we, before we keep the ball this season we, you know, we were hoping for top 6 at least so I don't think it's beyond the realm of us getting there now uh, we've got We've got a lot of games. We've got we've got quite a large squad. The reserve team are doing quite well. So they've got some decent players in there. So um, I mean, we're hopeful that we can just you know keep this run going as long as we can now. Keep scoring goals, and then we'll just see where it takes us. Well, we all remember what happened when Leicester City finished the season strongly, the year that they were supposed to be relegated. Uh, you're obviously not in relegation danger now, but um, what are, what are your aspirations for next season? Uh, well, I think the, the first thing is to finish as strong as we can this year and hopefully get that team spirit going. And then, you know, it's like you said, there's probably six, seven new players this season. And it has took time, but you can see individually they are good players, but we haven't collectively been that great. But it's just it's sort of in the last few weeks we've had a bit of continuing the team really. We've got that, you know, our game going. So I think the big 
coming up for the rest of the season um, are an absolute um, uh, joy for the fans uh, it looks you, you've got um, uh, you've got Bradford Town um, away at the uh, at the beginning of uh, beginning of March but I see you've also got fixtures against High Flying Street and Buckland Athletic so uh, uh, not to say Will and Rovers as well so uh, you, 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 you're in for a real grandstand finish to this season aren't you? Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, to be fair, I think you know players look forward to the, the so say, bigger, bigger games. Uh, I mean, we hope to get. I think anyone is going to take us on at the moment would be you know, a little bit wary that we get a bit of form. You know, we're just hoping that you know, like I said, we can keep scoring the goals. I mean, we look tight at the back as well. We've just you know, uh, we just changed the goalkeeper at the moment, and uh, he's he's been outstanding, Liam May. And uh, yeah, it's doing well at the moment. And uh, you're on a nice little run in the Somerset Premier Cup. You've got a game against Western Supermare. Is there the prospect of Silverware to cap off this season? Well, it's one of those. I mean, Western. Uh, I've, I've looked at their results as well. Uh, they picked up a little, little of late, and I think if we'd been playing them maybe a few weeks ago, when they had the, the league position to keep out the relegation place, they might have uh, not made this important. But now it is a quarter-final, semi-final, whatever it is. Now it's, um, it's probably a bigger game for them as well. Because every manager and every player, at the end of the day, wants to win things. And you know, when you get to the last few of the competition, I would, you know. But most people would have started out their strongest side to win it. So, obviously, we're expecting a, a, a very hard game against a, a team a few leagues above us. But that's what these lads who, you know, we're playing at the moment, the four they're in, they look forward to that. And my thanks to Angela Hazel and Dave Payne, of course, for that interview. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. And now moving on to the first division, uh, Ormondsbury Uwe at home to Chard. Yeah, two all draw there. Uh, both teams having the same score twice. Uh, James Boyland scoring twice for Chard, putting them in the lead on, uh, on two occasions before Ormondsbury fought back with Ryan Gawley scoring twice, uh, the second of which came three minutes from time, so they grab a, grab a point. And Bishop Sutton, um, they were at home to Ashton Backwell. Yeah, I'm not sure who's managed to, to get Bishop Sutton's goals, uh, but a, a good, a really impressive win for them. I mean, they're propping up, uh, they're, sorry, they're in the bottom six and National Backwell in the top six, so a surprising result for Bishop Sutton. Well, uh, but a 2 0 win for them. Scott Armstrong, it's a come and get you plea. Um, <laughs> tell us, who were your goal scorers so we can Indeed. give them a name check? Um, now then, moving on to Bishop's Lydiard, they were at home to Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, and Bishop's Lydiard, uh, good form. They've now won five of the last six following a 2 1 home win. Uh, James Quick scored nine and a half for their own side to help them register their what there is their 17th win of the campaign. Uh, while Owen McCallum uh, found the back of the net for the visitors, but they they went down to a two-one defeat. Carn Town were at home to Portishead Town. 
Yeah, uh, the first away win we've discussed in the first division. Uh, Portishead coming out on uh, on top with 2-1. Uh, they actually fell behind to a to a 12-minute goal by Aaron Witchell uh, before Lloyd Harding and Cameron Townsend wrapped up the uh, the win for Portishead. Well, it, I, I joked. Maybe I joked earlier about the curse of the podcast, but I think we might we might be I might be onto something, Tom, because um, last uh, last week we spoke to Jared Greenhouse, of course, the Cheddar manager. They're going ever so well at the top of the first division. They were at home to Malmesbury Victoria. What happened? Somehow you've managed to end their twenty-one match unbeaten uh, league run. Uh, they, they took the lead against Malmesbury uh, through Chris Coombs from a volley uh, before Malmesbury fought back, uh, equalising just after the break, thanks to Anthony Brown from the penalty spot, uh, before Sam Parker headed home six minutes later to uh, to help Malmesbury claim an unlikely 2-1 win. Well, um, Radstock Town haven't been the same since we had them on the podcast, <laughs> and uh, they travelled to Chippenham Park. Uh, Chippenham Park now unbeaten nine, so I wouldn't put that down all too uh, to, the, to the podcast itself, but... Uh, Ben Pring and Aaron Legister helping them to a 2-1 win at Harden Hewish Park. And um, Caution Town, they were at home to Roman Glass St George. And it was a, a brilliant battle back from uh, Roman Glass St George. Uh, they were 2-0 down at half-time from, after Josh Brown and uh, Robbie Burton had scored for Caution. Uh, before the, the visitors hit back with Sam Wentland and Chris Douglas uh, drawing the size level. Uh, before Ken Oney scored a dramatic late winner uh, to help the Glass complete their comeback, the 3-2 win. Now, they used to say there's only two certainties in life, that was death and taxes. But now there's a third, and that's Hengrove Athletic winning. It is a big win, uh, a 4-0 win at home to Warminster Town. Uh, they've now won all six of their fixtures in uh, 2017. Uh, they're just five points off the top of the table. Top, top scorer Asa White scored twice uh, for the home side, with Mark Fear and Reece Hickory also getting on the score sheet. And um, we were, we, the podcast was always going to be able to come out of that badly because, of course, we've had both Hengrove and Warminster on. So um, I suppose um, we also have the winner then, of course. Well, in, indeed, indeed. Um, now then, um, two teams at the right end of the table that have been in awful form of late: Canesham Town against Wellington. It was the highest uh, attendance in the first division, as you'd expect. And um, one of these teams had to make a breakthrough in the end, and uh, it was the home side, wasn't it? It was. It was Canesham Town, uh, a two-nil win. They They've had a really good week, so following three really bad uh, results for them, three defeats in a row, uh, they've now won three matches this week. Uh, a 2-0 win at home to Wellington, and they are very much back in the title race. Uh, tight, tight affair, but uh, two goals in the space of seven second-half minutes from Adrian Harvey and Matthew Brown helped them uh, to wrap up the win. And I was lucky enough to catch up with Chris King, the Canesham manager, to have a chat with him about that cracking result against Wellington. We said before the game, it was a must-win game for us, really, on, on Saturday. Um, knowing Wellington have had a, a really good season themselves, and it was going to be a tough game. Um, so, yeah, we're really, really pleased to, to beat them um, and get three points. Um, it's sort of just got, back, got us back in touch with the, with the leaders, really, Saturday. So, yeah, we were chuffed. Before the season started, um, had you targeted um, one of the automatic promotion places as your objective this season? It's one of them, really. We've um, we had a, we had a good season last year, and we wanted we wanted to build on last year. Really, we were a bit disappointed. We finished eighth last year in the end, when we we should have finished higher. Um, and this year, we knew with a couple of additions, a couple of new signings, that we could we could really push and have a good go this season. Um, the word promotion is obviously you don't like to talk about promotion too much because the wheels can come off quite easily. But yeah, the aim was to finish as high as we could, and we knew we could challenge. We knew we were one of the one of the best teams in the league with players-wise. Um, so yeah, the aim was to to be up there. 
you've had a, a good season, obviously you're second in the table, but you have had a bit of a wobble recently, haven't you? A couple of um, since the turn of the year, a few a few results not going your way. You lost out to another promotion rival um, with Cheddar, but um, you got things back on track against um, against Bishop Sutton. You haven't conceded since that defeat um, away to Cheddar. Yeah, it's, um, football's a funny game. It's one of them. You sort of, you concede. We were sort of conceding two goals a game at one stage after having good, good defensive records earlier on in the season, and then all of a sudden now we found our defensive strengths again, and we've had three clean sheets on the bank. So it's been a, it's been a strange time. Um, like I said, at this, at this level, every game's tough, really. So games can go either way we um, we went to Cheddar that was a big game for us there was nothing in the game really um, they scored their sort of one chance in the first half we had some good pressure in the second half couldn't quite get the equaliser and then they got a second late on a dubious pen to be fair but um, we won't go into that too much but um, so yeah it was. Um, we got back on track with a win at Sutton um, we played, played well that night Bishop Sutton was a massively improved team this season um, we played well that night to be fair I think we deserved to win that game um, and then we went into the Poulton game in the cup after that fantastic result against Poulton probably unexpected but the lads kept a clean sheet against higher opposition which was a really good achievement for us um, and that gave us massive confidence then going into the Wellington game at the weekend yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that game against Porton Rovers because, of course, Porton are in the Southern League. That game was in the um, Somerset um, um, Cup. And um, you're progressing well in that competition, aren't you? You're through to the uh, the semi-finals. You've got Taunton Town at home. Are you, um, are, you pro- are you targeting a promotion and cup double this season? A promotion and cup double? Yeah, that would be nice. Sounds nice. <laughs> um, no, we do, we're not getting... We're trying not to get too carried away down at the club. We're having a... The club hasn't come so far really over the last two, three years. We've now, what we'd say, got a really good side down, a good young side, mix of young and a few senior players. Yeah, we'd like to obviously think we can give Taunton a good game now. We've beaten Poulton, should have given the lads confidence again to play against higher teams. Um, we know Taunton are having a cracking season themselves, so it's going to be a massive, massive ass for us. But at home, we'll have a, we'll have a good crack at Taunton. Um, and you never know in a cup game um, being the semi-final as well it's been a great opportunity for the club to get to a, the Somerset Premier Final uh, I'm not sure it would be for the first time not sure on the, the history there but it's still a great opportunity for us as the, the management down there and the, and the players it's a great opportunity and exciting for the club as well and the committee and all the supporters down there well, you've got that game coming up on the 28th of March. Before then, you've got a Summer Valley 1-2. You've got um, your away to Welton Rovers um, this coming um, Saturday. And then you've got a game at home to Radstock Town, who are going well themselves this, uh, this season in the league. So every game is important if you want to continue, that, um, if you want to, continue to put pressure on Wellington at the top of the table. Yeah, ultimately for us now, we've, sort of, we've played a few more games and are up the, the teams up there. So, yeah, we've got to keep winning every game now as we go. Welton is always a tough place to go. They haven't had a great season, but we know they're always a good side. So, But, we, yeah, we need to go down to Welton and try and follow up the Wellington win um, down there. Radstock, yeah, they've come, come good after a bit of a sticky start. They've come good and they're up to quite high in the table. So we know that'll be a real hard game as well. Um, 
but we've got to target six points from those two games really um, and the lads have got to believe now that we can do it because after beating Wellington that really should give us the confidence now to, to go on and get, get some more wins well, my colleague um, on the podcast, Tom Hiscott, he, he raved specifically about Hengrove Athletic, um, and they've been in a fantastic um, run of form. Um, you've got to go to their place, and that could easily be a uh, promotion decider, couldn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's possible. It is very possible. Um, yeah, Hengrove would be on a great run. Um, we beat them on Boxing Day, and they sort of fell away a little bit. Um, but, they, yeah, they've, they've won five or six on the bounce. They're scoring goals. So, yeah, they're a real threat. Coming up, coming up behind now. Um, so it, yeah, it'd be nice to think that there was something riding on that game because it would be a, a great local game for the, for the supporters again. Um, and yeah, we want to be challenging at that time. So yeah, ho- hopefully there is something resting on that game. Chris, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to the podcast. I, I get um, from from this interview, I, I've um, uh, you've transmitted a quiet confidence. Um, are you uh, are you hopeful of promotion this season? Oh, we're, we're very hopeful that we can yeah stay up there. Um, like I said, it's a little bit out of our hands games wise, um, but we're still hopeful we can put a really good run together for the remaining remainder of the season. We got. Yeah, we've got seven or eight really hard games, um, but we just got to take one, each one as they come, um, and just try and pick up pick up the results that keep us up there. And yeah, if promotion comes our way, then that's fantastic. Um, if we if we miss out, we miss out, and it's still been a fantastic season. But yeah, we're going to give it our all. Um, I know the lads are fighting, and they they want to do the best for the club. Um, yeah, so we we enjoy we enjoy it. And we want it, yeah, and we want it succeed down there as well, which is important. And my thanks to Julian French, the club secretary, and of course Chris King for that interview. Well, we talk about Welton Rovers and when will they win again uh, pretty much every week. And uh, one of the reasons for that is I know that there's an awful lot of interest in the Midsummer Norton area in their team. Uh, 80 people watched their game away at Westbury. I'm sure not all of them are Welton fans, but Welton do have a good travelling army. It was the second highest attendance uh, in the uh, in the first division. But um, yet again, um, they've gone home disappointed, haven't they, Tom? Yeah, 2 0 defeat away at Westbury. Uh, Jamie Jordan uh, notching two second half goals for the home side. And Welton are now just 14 points off, uh, off the relegation spot. Uh, but they are being caught by teams behind them, unfortunately, and they need to, to get an upturn in form quite quickly. And finally, um, Wing Canton Town at home to Devizes, and Wing Canton very much at the races. Indeed, it was uh, Wing Canton, as you say, at the races very much. Uh, a 4 1 win at home to Devizes. They're now ninth in the table and they had to come from behind in this fixture with Devizes taking an early lead uh, before Matt Peters headed the sides uh, level at half-time. Tom Morris then struck from long distance to, to put the Wasps ahead with Kieran Davis and Dan Wise also scoring in the second half to help wrap up all three points. Before we look at the tables, Tom, can we have a look forward to the upcoming fixtures? I think the first, uh, the first set of league games take place on Wednesday the 1st of March. Indeed, uh, there's a couple of midweek games. Uh, Bradford Town are hosting Brislington and Cadbury Heath against Cribs in the uh, Premier Division. And then in the First Division, there's uh, four midweek matches as long as the weather allows. And we've got Ashton and Backwell hosting Westbury United. 
Cowan Town travelling to Gorsham Town, Bishop's Lydiard travelling to Roman Glass St George, and Warminster Town hoping to keep up their good home form against Wellington. And on uh, on Saturday, Saturday March the fourth, uh, it's, it's very much uh, we have got we've got fixtures in both divisions, but it's very much about Les Phillips Cup action, isn't it? Yeah, seven uh, second round matches for us to enjoy there. Uh, Shet de Mallet travelling to Ashton and Backwell United, Buckland Athletic hoping to to do better in this cup, hoping to go a bit further. They host Chipping Sobbury Town. Uh, Gillingham Town host Bradford Town. Hallam uh, hoping to keep up their upturn in form. Uh, back up their win last Saturday. Uh, they take on Cribs. Uh, Roman Glass and George have the daunting prospect of hosting uh, Bristol Manor Farm. Warminster Town take on Melksham in what should be a, a hotly anticipated fixture. And Westbury United take on Willand Rovers. And if we look into the Premier Division... Just a couple of fixtures next Saturday. We've got Brislington hosting uh, Bridport in Bristol and uh, Sherborne Town taking on Cadbury Heath. And then in the First Division, a few more games, Tom. A couple more. Uh, we've got Cowan Town versus Wincanton Town, uh, Chard Town versus Caution Town, lots of towns. Uh, another one in Devizes Town. They host uh, Almonds for a year. He'll obviously prop up the table at the moment. Oldland Athletics taking on, uh, I'm sorry, Oldland Abertonians indeed, uh, taking on Cheddar. Porter Town hosting Bishop Sutton. Radstock Town uh, are taking on Malmesbury Victoria. And finally, Kenshin Town, uh, they will travel to take on Welton Rovers. Now, normally I ask for you, well, I will actually. Uh, so then, Tom, uh, having looked at those fixtures, which is, mm. which is your pick of the games coming up next week? Thing in the cup, I've kind of uh, touched on it. Uh, it'll be the Warminster Melksham game, uh, just over 10 miles separating the two the two towns, and uh, almost still fancy their chances. They've got a, a very good home form at the moment, as I kind of mentioned. Uh, they've got seven points from nine, uh, from the possible nine so far this year, uh, including two uh, games where they've scored five. And uh, obviously, Melksham not enjoying the best of times uh, at the moment. Uh, a couple of couple of poor results of recent times. So uh, that should be a, an interesting battle between the first division and the Premier. And um, my pick of the fixtures for next week is going to be the Wednesday game um, between Bradford Town and Brislington. Bradford, good side, in good form. Brislington have been on a, a fantastic run of late, and uh, that game taking place in the in the Premier Division. So um, I think that would be a, a that, that would be a really good really good battle there. And um, we, uh, we 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 may even break the habit of a lifetime and bring you a match report from that game <laughs> next week. We normally focus on the Saturday games, but that's certainly a mouth watering um, Premier Division tie. Um, uh, on Wednesday. Now then, just before we, we wrap it up for another week, um, Manor Farm, of course, sit ahead of the Premier Division, played 29 um, on 78 points. Um, Street, still second, and played, 20, um, played 29, um, 67 points. Buckland Athletic, they're the team with two games in hand. They're in third, 27 played, 66 points. And then Melksham Town, played 28, 60, uh, 63 points they've got. Off the pace now, I would suggest, and then there is a five-point gap, which is perhaps smaller than it should be, um, between Melksham and Bradford, but I can't see Bradford catching Melksham. Famous last words. Um, we should look at the bottom of the uh, of the first division. Two teams likely to go down um, from the Premier Division, and at the moment, um, it's a tight uh, three-horse race. Uh, Bitten um, uh, sitting in 18th. They've played 29. They've got 14 points. Halland below them uh, played 30, 14 points, and then as you said, Tom, Sherbourne.
Bourne at the bottom played 29 they're on 13 points and Longwell Green are above them or above that, those three on 22 points so you can see that there's a gap there we cast our eye down to the first division and it is uh, fascinating absolutely fascinating race at the top for the two automatic promotion places Wellington played 33 69 points Canesham played 34 68 points Cheddar played 32 67 points so games in hand above both sides but they won't be happy about the fact that they lost at home uh, at the weekend in Hengrove your tips they're the dark horses you've been talking about for a while they've played 31 games so they've got games in hand over everybody ahead of them now 64 points Tom are you, are you heading down the bookies <laughs> maybe too no I'm not sure I'd, uh, yeah I mean they've got a game in hand on everyone as you mentioned they're only five points off the table now they just keep winning uh, they are my team they are the ones in form but as we saw Cheddar were in form and they've slipped up so uh, a long way to go but it will be fascinating to see who gets those final uh, promotion spots yeah the big green machine we'll keep an eye on them <laughs> Tom um, I'm, I know you filed your copy for the bulletin because um, um, a very helpful um, tweet came out uh, alerting me to the fact um, are you also in this week's non-league paper Indeed, uh, in the step four five section, uh, there is a first, uh, sorry, a Premier Division roundup indeed uh, in in there this week. Yeah. Tom, as always, thank you very much for taking the time, not only to join me for the podcast, but also um, the, the match reports that you compile in uh, in such good order. It's uh, much appreciated every week, and uh, I know the listeners appreciate it. So, thanks again for taking the time and. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We've been having fantastic um, listener figures, so um, hopefully um, you enjoy what you listen to every week. But um, for another week, from Tom and myself, this has been your Western League podcast. Enjoy a good week of football.